Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to up-level your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And today it's going to be really abundant with laughters, with smiles, with an amazing sense of humor that our guest today, Lindsay Robinson, has. I got the chance and the honor to meet her in person because after we conducted interview on her show, we realized we're both in Vegas. Like, <laughs> what are the odds, right? So we had the honor to safely meet in person, right? And now we are again, like across the world because I'm in Europe. She's in San Las Vegas. But before we will dive into today's episode, I want to take you on a trip, Lindsay. Are you ready to relax a little bit in your morning? Of course. Okay. I love it. So what I would love for you to do, I will do for you what you do very often for others. Okay. So open <laughs> up to receive. So I would love for you to gently close your eyes and to start slowly connecting with your breath. Connecting with your body, feeling your shoulders relaxing, your face relaxing. You're feeling heavier and lighter at the same time. And as you're slowly breathing in through your nose and breathing out through your mouth, I want you to visualize that you are waking up to a beautiful morning. It's a sunny morning in a cold Scotland. You're in a beautiful, small, warm cottage. Your family is still asleep. And you have this beautiful, precious time for yourself. So you put some warm clothes on, coffee in hand, and you go for this beautiful morning walk. This crisp snow, you're walking around. There's no one else there, just you and this beautiful winter sun touching your skin. And as you're walking there, suddenly you see on the right side a little fairy. She's flying around you. And suddenly she's in your face. She looks at you and she say, and who are you? What you're doing on my island? What is the one thing you would love this mystical, beautiful fairy to know about you? 
One thing I want her to know about me. Um, I don't know. I the first thing that comes to mind is, well, I belong here. This is mm-hmm. where this is my place. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so beautiful, you know. And I truly like really honor you for trusting that first impulse and the first thought, because very mm-hmm. often we are like, oh, it should be something complex and big. But saying I belong, it is a big statement because just think about Lindsay, most of our lives, we are feeling that we don't belong, that we don't fit, that we are different, that, you know, people wouldn't take us seriously, you know, yeah. if we come just as we are. So when you can really embody that confidence and courage, hey, I belong here. This is my place, right? (laughs) I think it's so, so, so beautiful, beautiful. And I think you're the only one from all of my guests who wants to be in a snowy place. So, which is weird for me, to be honest. It's not, it's, I, I moved from Michigan. Like I moved from Michigan when I, when I was 20, because I could not stand the snow. I just didn't want to, I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. However, it is Scotland, whatever weather it is. Like I will take it. Snow, rain, tornado, earthquake. I'm going to Scotland. I don't care. I hope there's no earthquakes there because it's the no. wrong part of the world. But <laughs> I, if I there don't... is, that would be bad. But you know, it's just it's it's definitely an attachment to the place. Um, and it is funny that you say good job listening to the first thing because it's something I have I have to it's one of the biggest things with my clients, you know, they always were like, well, am I doing this right? Am I making this up? Like, what should I say? And like, usually it's the first thing that comes up. And so, I mean, I have to practice what I preach and it is difficult, you know, because you want to use rationalization and try to logic it away, but we always know. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing, you know, and I feel like it's this beautiful balance between feminine and masculine. The feminine is just like, oh, let's be creative. Let's flow. Let's follow the intuition and follow all our feelings and everything, the inspiration. And then then is the masculine like, but we got to think this through, you know, we got to think about it. We got to plan it. We got to make sure we are safe, you know, and then let's go and let's do it together. Right. So it's beautiful. But I love that you are saying like you get to take your own medicine first right you get to really walk your talk because I love being coach I love telling people what to do you know it's so much easier to tell other people what to do versus doing it yourself and I know for the listeners who are listening right now if you never heard about Lindsay, you're about to, but she's absolutely incredible world-renewed hypnotherapist. She is incredible, amazing. And I know when I'm back in Vegas, I'm doing session with her too, <laughs> because I love hypnotherapy. It truly changed my life. It helped me to quit smoking. It helped me, um, you know, to, to really trust into something outside of me, because I was thinking in the past that I have to control everything, right? Which led me into a 18 years of eating disorder, trying to figure it out all by myself right. and control it all. And when we can really relax and trust into something other than ourselves or allowing others to help us, it's incredible. So what would you say most of your clients come to you for? Well, I have made my, my niche, if you will, more focused on ambitious entrepreneurial women um, who just have something holding them back, whether it's uh, whether they know what it is or not. So if they, if there's something 
mental that they know no amount of action has been able to push through. And we all have been there before. <laughs> no matter what you try, there's something and you're just going on the hamster wheel back at square one. Self-sabotage, um, procrastination, perfectionism is a big one. Or just, you know, limiting beliefs. Like, who am I? Like you said, who am I to say this? What do people care what I have to say? Imposter syndrome, self-sabotage. Um, it all really in my work has come down to worthiness. Do mm. I deserve, do, do I deserve this? Or, or more importantly, do I believe that I deserve this? Because once you believe you are worthy of it and that you were born worthy, I mean, nothing, nothing can stop you. Um, so it really, a lot of my work just comes down to that. Honestly, it doesn't matter what they come for it. There's usually a level of like, yeah, but do I really get to have this, <laughs> you know? So it's, that's the, you know, I would say that's the bulk of it. That's amazing. You know, and I really love that, you know, you're doing different work than me, but we are helping women right. unapologetically themselves and really living in their purpose. So I love that, that there are so many different ways how we can support women. Right. Yeah. And I love that you are saying what I'm saying. It all comes down to worthiness. When I created my uh, first mini course, it's about una being unapologetically worthy because I did realize that it all starts with feeling worthy. When you're feeling worthy, you are not going to be enrolling yourself in toxic relationships. Right. You're not going to be undercharging yourself. You're not going to be hurting your body, overeating or overtraining and undereating, right? There are many different ways how we can mm -hmm. see that. But when you see yourself as worthy, that's where you're not going to say yes to the things that are not heck yes for you. So that's yeah. beautiful. So when women work with you, explain me, like I'm a complete beginner. I never heard about hypnotherapy. <laughs> How the heck hypnotherapy is going to make me feel worthy? Are you going to like put me in a trance and put something in my brain? Like, okay, Petya, now you're worthy. Every time you will see a mirror, you will think you're worthy. How does it work? <laughs> so I tend to talk a lot. So you're going to have to probably hold up a sign and say, stop talking, but I'm going to go, I'm going to start at the, as concise as possible. Hypnotherapy hypnosis is really just a heightened focus state of mind. Every human that is listening, every human that's ever been alive has gone into hypnosis before you do it multiple times a day. It's one of the most natural states for a body to be in. Anytime you go to sleep, Anytime you wake up, anytime you're getting lost in a book or a movie, anytime you have an emotional reaction that to something outside of you, like a, like if somebody gets broken up with in a movie or Titanic gets me every time, okay, when that ship sinks, I'm, I lose it. It's not happening to me, but on some level, you, your subconscious believes that it is. And so you're constantly in an altered state going in and out lighter and deeper stages. So hypnosis is just intentional. It's just showing you how to do it when you choose to do it for your highest good to create positive change. Now, how it works is, um, okay, I'm gonna go really fast. <laughs> you might have to put this on like 0.5 speed, but uh, when you are born, all we're born with is the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Everything else from that point is learned. Of course, the fight or flight response, which is triggered by those two fears as well. Once we hit about seven, eight, nine, we get what's called a critical filter or the critical mind, which separates the conscious from the subconscious. At that point in your life, you are then able to begin to rationalize, use logic, decision-making, willpower, all of those things live in the conscious mind. So that barrier kind of 
solidifies around that age range. Anything that's in your subconscious, like I love chocolate, but I hate broccoli. I love getting hugged, but I don't like getting kicked in the face, you know, whatever. God, don't do that. But <laughs> that's just an example. But you have these knowns that are that are in your subconscious, as well as the limiting beliefs that you've maybe inadvertently picked up along the way. Now, all of these things, there's a tiny fly in here, uh, have kind of created who you are and who you will be. Um, and once you have a thought, let's say when you're an adult, you have a thought like, mm, I'd like to be worthy, please. You know, it starts in the conscious mind. It checks in with that critical filter. And if there's anything in the subconscious, because that's the big 90% of your mind, by the way, 90% of your mind is the subconscious. Just let that sink in for a second. It's basically like an iceberg analogy, right? So the tip of the iceberg is what we're using day to day. When I'm speaking to you, how I speak and the words I say are coming from my conscious mind, but the ability to speak and not have to relearn how to talk every time I talk to you, that is subconscious. Uh, the words I say again, uh, conscious, but the hand gestures I'm using are all subconscious. I don't have to think about these things. Uh, you don't have to think about your limiting beliefs. They just happen. So once it checks in this worthiness idea with the critical filter, which checks in with the subconscious, the subconscious will decide if it fits. If there's anything in there that goes against it, which let's face it, there probably is, you know, if you're an average human, uh, it's going to kick it right back out. And so it's going to be a lot harder than you think. If we just had everything we thought every moment in the day, I mean, how different would our lives be, right? Like, I'd like to be worthy, boom, worthy. It's just not because you have these programs, because you have these safety mechanisms, defense mechanisms, uh, your subconscious is always coming from a place of keeping you alive. So anything unknown or known that's traumatic to the subconscious uh, is a big no-no. So if it's unknown to be worthy or you don't know what that looks like or it's so foreign to you, you can't even imagine it, uh, it's, it's going to be afraid of it and it's going to keep you away from it at all costs. Now, with hypnosis, we take the same idea. I'd like to be worthy, please. We bypass the critical filter through hypnosis through through creating like a pathway through that critical filter with the altered state the comfort state we go into the subconscious it's kind of like here's the analogy i love so if you're 21 22 and you're going to a club you know there's a bouncer at the club and they're like well there's we're at capacity there's not no one no one else is allowed you have to wait but if you tip the bouncer like 200 bucks or whatever, 50 maybe, he'll let you right in, right? And that's what hypnosis does. It's basically tipping the bouncer. We, we bypass the critical filter, go into the subconscious at the source and start, number one, releasing what's not serving you anymore. And let's be clear, these things did serve you at one time. There's nothing in there that's by accident. So if you have a fear of worthiness or a fear of success, or you don't know what it looks like, it's because at some point you needed it to survive. Um, if you don't anymore, perfect. You just get to decide that I don't need this anymore. We go in and release it and replace it with what you actually do want to believe. Like I am worthy. I know I believe this. I I was born worthy and here's all the evidence to back that up. You know, it it's not magic, but I would say it's the closest thing we have to magic. I love on, it. On I love it. Earth. And you know, I'm all about the magic. So I love it. <laughs> and I love that we always have options, that it's not like, okay, you decided when you were seven years old that this and this will be this <laughs> right. way. It keeps going this way. Because just look around. So many people do live like that. I lived like that yeah. for three decades. You know, yeah. what I decided when I was five, seven years old that I'm unworthy, unlovable, I don't matter, I shouldn't be here. All these things I 
lived there yeah. for three decades and I was looking for the evidence why that is still true, right? Yeah. Um, so now this brings me to what if people don't have an incredible hypnotherapist as you are or are not yet in a place that they can invest in you? Because, you know, nowadays, the times that we live in, you go on YouTube and you can find millions of hypnosis. Do yeah. they work or no? Okay. Um, uh, what should I say? <laughs> just say so, the truth. This so is just your opinion. It's not, you know, the truth. I, yeah. Here's how I feel. It depends on who you are. So I actually did a video on my YouTube channel. Um, we'll back have a few videos up there. I don't really keep up with it as much as I should, but there is a video up there, how to pick a hypnotherapist, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're in the market, even if it's a YouTube hypnotherapist, you have to, hypnotherapy doesn't happen to you, okay? It happens with you. So you have to be an active co-creator. You have to be an active participant. So if you are listening to an audio of hypnosis and it says something that doesn't fit with you. Okay. So for instance, one of the things that we are very mindful of, if I'm working with somebody is that I'll make sure they don't have a fear of water because I might use it. And if I use water in a hypnosis and somebody has had a traumatic experience, it's going to do more harm than good. So I would say you want to be very mindful of what they're saying in the hypnosis, because if it's a YouTube hypnosis, they're not really always mindful of what to say and what not to say. It's a free, it's free. Um, the vibe, the voice, I can't listen to a hypnosis with anyone but a British accent. I don't know why. It has to be British or it won't work for me. So it really just depends on you and what your preference is. But I do say, yeah, it could. It definitely could work. You have to find a good one. And the problem is nobody really knows what good means. It just has to feel right, you know, because it's you. you have to be an active participant in the process. No one can hypnotize you without your permission. It just can't happen. You have to be willing. Um and so, yeah, I would say that. I would also say that guided meditations, like... Um, What's the difference between hypnosis yeah. and guided meditation? Yeah, I, I love this question because there really isn't one, except that oh. hypnosis goes deeper. So if somebody's doing a guided meditation with you, they can call it a meditation, but it really is in the same category as a hypnosis. The difference between meditation, traditional meditation, where you're where it's a silent, right? You, you're just sitting with yourself, clearing the mind, and just allowing information to come to you uh, in that connected space. With hypnosis, you are focused on an objective. You know, you are laser focused on a goal and achieving that goal and, and making it true in the subconscious so that in your conscious outer awake life, it's almost automatic, like every subconscious behavior is. Um, and that that's kind of the difference. But if you're listening to a guided, anything that's speaking to you and directing you, it's hypnosis. So call it what you want. It's in the same exact category. The only difference, the only, I guess, real separation is that with a guided meditation, there's not really a lot of hypnotherapeutic technique to get you deep. With hypnosis, we know how to get you to a really deep state um, conducive to the therapy that we're going to do. I know I'm using a lot of words. <laughs> so that we're able to make that change very, very long lasting and deep in the subconscious. We just want to make your conscious goals 
subconscious so that they just happen automatically. That's so amazing. And I love that, you know, that you are mentioning the hypnotherapy techniques. Uh, can we, can we hypnotize ourselves? And I know that you were yeah. like, probably the answer is yes, because you were saying like, oh, you can, you know, get lost in when you're running or when you're like doing something right. But if we would want to hypnotize ourselves and we would want to, for example, use some hypnotherapy techniques, what is something safe and easy that anyone can uh, use as far as, and I really want to go back into the worthiness, you know, how to feel worthy through hypnotherapy, you know, what is something that we can do? So there is a, there is a self-hypnosis technique. It is pretty technical. I don't always teach it because not, I feel like not everybody, unless you're, you know, how hypnotherapy works and you're, unless you're a hypnotherapist, it's, you're not going to know what you're doing really. I mean, there are a lot of different techniques. I would say for, for me, I don't use the self-hypnosis technique that I learned. I, I would just say this simple, simple, easy, easy, create affirmations, which is a whole freaking other episode. I mean, we are using affirmations wrong. <laughs> so find affirmations that work for you. Um, listen to some nice music, put yourself in a very relaxed state. You can even count yourself from five to zero. That's what I do with my clients to condition them to know that five is wide awake. Zero is always drifting deeper into the hypnosis state. And when I count them out, I start at zero, closing the door to the subconscious and drift them up to five eyes open wide awake. So if you want to do that five to zero and condition yourself, that zero always means going deeper and always means entering the state of hypnosis. Uh, and just visualize, say to yourself what you want to believe. I mean, it really is that simple. The difference between having somebody, it's called heterohypnosis, having somebody hypnotize you versus self-hypnosis is the, the, the metaphor I use is like, if you're riding in a car with somebody and you're on a road trip and you're in the passenger seat and somebody else is driving, that's heterohypnosis. You're able to just enjoy the ride. You know, you're able to let go of all control and just really enjoy the process with self-hypnosis. You are the passenger and the driver. So you can do it. Yes. It, that, I think that's why guided hypnosis and guided meditations have become so attractive because people just want to be the passenger. But honestly, if you just sit in visualization for a minute, say to yourself what it is you want to believe it is getting in there. You're in a light state because you're just unable to go as deep as you'd like to with traditional, you know, self-hypnosis, you have to be ready and alert and aware when, if anything were to happen, you have to be the driver and the passenger. So it is a lighter state, generally speaking, but you, yeah, absolutely. You can make a lot of really good change if you just mm. know what to say to yourself and how to say it. Mm, I love that. So you're saying that's another episode. How do we know now? What do we want to say to ourselves? Let's let's tap into the worthiness again. If there yeah, are yeah. women who are not feeling worthy of, you know, having a good life or, you know, right. What, what's, what's the affirmation you would assume yes. they would have? Well, as easy as possible, it's I'm worthy, right? Right, right. But, but. <laughs> If you don't half believe it, if you half don't of the population it. will say that to themselves and feel like a liar or feel like they're wearing shoes that don't fit because yeah. it their subconscious is actively rejecting it. Yeah. Of course, it's not true. Yeah. Of course, I don't believe that. Why would I, you know, I'm lying to myself. What if so you in, say I'm open to feel girl. worthy? No. Okay. So this is, this is exactly what I teach. So there are two basic types of 
affirmations. I am and I am becoming. So you could say, I love, I am open. I always say that I am open to, I am becoming more every day, whatever it is for you. But most people listening to this, I feel like will resonate more with I am becoming versus I am, because I am is a very definitive statement. Whereas I am becoming is like, well, I'm not there yet, but I'm working towards it every day and every day is getting better and it's easier every single day. And that is way more acceptable to the subconscious for some people than just saying I am worthy. And don't get me wrong. Some people can say I'm worthy and believe it and go with it and it works for them. And that's wonderful. My point is, if it doesn't feel right for you, you're not doing anything wrong. You just need to find a different way to say it. I feel you. I am the same way. <laughs> like I can't do I can't do I am. So I am becoming. I am open to my worthiness. I welcome more opportunities to see my worthiness in everyday life, you know, whatever, whatever, however you want to say it, that makes you feel good. That's what you need to say. That you feel good about and that it's believable. And I love that you say like so openly, like, Hey, I'm still working on this and we all are working on, you know, the aspects of the evolution. So I love that. Yeah. So for the listeners who are listening right now, they might not know how incredible and amazing mom you are. So mom, how do you keep your own high vibe because you're serving you're either at home with your husband and kids or you're serving with people you know who hire you as their hypnotherapist so how do you make sure what are some of your non-negotiables that help you to stay let's say sane <laughs> mm. high vibe i wish i was more sane <laughs> sane is you know like it's look at the work in us. progress girl It's a work in progress. I'm definitely not, I don't have it nailed down. I'll tell you, I am a, I am an Aries. So I'm, I burn the candle at both ends all like, that's my natural state is to do, 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 and think about it later. Um, So I, in the beginning would wake up, you know, handle the morning routine with my kids, get them ready, put them to school, go straight into sessions. Uh, it's sustainable for about a week until I just need to hibernate. I can't, I can't, I realized very early that I did, I could not do that. So, um, I have started implementing like an extra 20 minutes before I start my work day. So kids definitely still come first, wake up, barely get coffee. It's usually cold by the time I drink it, they're good. They're fine. And then I come up and I'm like, okay, now I can start. So I, I do a little bit of just being still because that's really hard for me to do. So it's something that I need to practice is just being still listening in connecting. I love to connect with my guides and my clients, you know, have them connect with their clients guides um, before the sessions, you know, just all of the unseen forces working together to make it the best session possible. Um, And, and that's really it. You know, if I can find time before I begin my day, it's, it's a game changer. I will go from feeling drained and tired and just a shell of a person to being like, all right, guys, what's next? My day's done. What should I do now? And it's like such a better feeling. So if anybody's listening and like has trouble with this again with you, but it's worth it. It really is. Like I, it was, it was such a hard thing for me to do to implement a, a schedule where I was focusing on me and feeling good. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Especially with three kids, like what? But that has, be, you know, it has become a non-negotiable 
I love sure. that, you know, because I too have many listeners and also clients who are even single moms, you know, of right. three kids, you know, and I'm like, how do the you struggle is real? I mean it. Yeah. So I, I love that you are recognizing that I get to pour into me and not just the cold coffee, but something that's going to <laughs> make me feel good in the morning. And it doesn't matter yeah. if it's five minutes or 20 minutes. So I love that. One last question, Lindsay. What is the one thing on your heart that you would love the one who is listening, who is still not feeling worthy to know? What do you want her to know? You just have to decide, honestly. Like I know there's, see, the one thing I want people to know is that nothing since the day you were born has happened to you. It has happened for you. I know that's a cliche, but listen, it's a cliche because it's true. And it's a cliche because it's, it's real. Um, everything's happening for you. So if you could just pretend, just play for a minute, pretend that there was a divine reason why you're in the situation you're in right now, what would that reason be? Is it a lesson? Is it a, a means to something better? Is it, you know, just, just play with the possibility that you could have it all and anything else that you want. It's just a decision. It's just a perspective. There's one of my good friends recently put on her stories. And it really resonated with me uh, that, you know, the, the, the concept of the multiverse where all possibilities are playing out at the exact same time as quantum physics, you know, we get we science, whatever. So you get to pick which reality is true for you. If the reality where you're unworthy is playing out for you, what would it look like to just be worthy? It might be scary at first, but it's only because it's foreign, you know, play with it. What would it look like? What would my life be like? And allow yourself, this is important, allow yourself to get excited about it. We stop ourselves from feeling excitement because of the fear. Like, well, what if it doesn't happen? Just, just pretend that it's going to for a second. You know, I always say visualize, imagine in the hypnosis because some people visualize, some people can only imagine, some people can only picture, and some people can only pretend. So if we're pretending the whole time in hypnosis, guess what? It's still working. So whatever word you want to use, just pretend, play pretend. We're all just eight-year-old kids inside. So <laughs> is that kid worthy? Talk to that kid as if you would talk to your own kid because it is you, you know? We're all just eight-year-old kids. So when you're talking to yourself, try to be mindful of that. Love that. Lindsay, I love that so much. So if people want more of you, what is your favorite place online? Because I know you like staying at home online that you can hang out with people. He knows me. I'm a hermit. <laughs> uh, my favorite place to hang out is probably Instagram. I, I'm generally able to respond to messages quicker on Instagram. Email is always good. You could anything, wherever you want to find me, it's just Lindsay Robinson. I'm sure they'll be spelled out in the notes or whatever, but lindsayrobinson.com, all my social media is Lindsay Robinson and Instagram is probably my favorite. Thank you for making it easy. And I love Instagram too. So I love following you there. Lindsay, thank you so much. Uh, go go back to your family, go back to your life. And oh girl, I have a full day of clients. I ain't going back to nothing till three o'clock. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well then enjoy your sessions. I know how much your clients appreciate and love you. And thank you for today. I adore you. And we'll definitely go create something when I'm back in Vegas. Absolutely. Thank you so much.